0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: to the show this is the pop rock Radio talk show i'm your host pop art painter jamie rocks and this is the big show you found it i sure i'm glad you did we're getting off a, a fantastic start to the week um we've got a uh, an awesome guest today i watched this film uh, a couple nights ago uh, me and my wife did and i was blown away we have a filmmaker on i should say um he's a writer director producer um, filmmaker Extraordinary got a new film out that just dropped, I believe, on the 19th, um, which is an awesome day, my birthday. And um, yeah, it's it's very, very cool. The name of the film is Dash Cam, and our guest is filmmaker Mr. Christian Nelson. Christian, how are you? Uh,
2: hello. Uh, we actually dropped the movie on the
1: 19th for your birthday. Um, well, well so, I- happy birthday. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I, you know, in, in all seriousness, this is a fantastic film. I'm a sucker for, I like a good uh, crime thriller, a psychological thriller, and I thought this film was very apropos for the world we live in, you know. Um, it, our world was a very good veil uh, of, of this film, you know. Um, I think a lot more of this happens than people realize. Fantastic film. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. No, yeah, yeah. No, obviously, you're a film guy. Did you? Um, let me ask you this: When, when, when Christian was a young lad, and uh, I believe he grew up in New York City, my show notes are correct. Um, did you know that that film and, and TV entertain showbiz was going to be in your future? Uh you know, I,
2: I, I did. I mean, I, I was somebody that was. Uh, making little short films uh, as as early as I was able to to figure out how to use my dad's VHS camera. Um, so that was, that was nice. always the the, the, the path that I was on. I was always someone that, that really my, I've always said like my church was like, the, was, was going to a movie theater. And, um, and mm-hmm. I never really, that, that never, that never eased up. What was a little bit more unexpected was when I graduated from film school, I never expected that I would get a job in news. And I've actually been working as a video journalist uh, for the last 10 years. Oh, wow. and, um, and for, for, for various uh, news outlets. And that was, that was more of the unexpected part. And I think like that's what's interesting about uh, specifically Dashcam was because my love for new Hollywood 70s thrillers really, uh, merged with my experience in, in working in news, uh, specifically, uh, digital news. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely an
1: an interesting, um, meeting point. You know, it's interesting. I have a couple friends that are, um, in, uh, one particular I'm thinking of, uh, was in print journalism and, uh, she's since moved to, you know, the online world and whatnot. And, uh, uh, you know, it was interesting, a very smart person. I think you have to be pretty on the ball to be uh, in any of that, you know, uh, that world. Um, but I'll tell you, the last couple of years, I have seen someone, in, and I say this with love because she's an awesome person, but she's, I can see the strain wearing on her, you know, um, of, of just the world <laughs> and whatnot and, um, and how things have changed a little bit with uh, attitude and and whatnot. You know, I'm, I'm an old man. I remember a time when journalists were really trusted, you know, Um, it it was almost like akin to being an airline pilot or something like, you know, a job is important. And, um, and, and now I'm, I'm listening to, you know, you you go on the news sites and whatnot, and you're hearing, um, you know, People making death threats and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, now, you've kind of grown up in that world a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, is this just a, like a Tuesday for you? You know, uh, stories, of I mean, this it's, it's where, interesting. Where yeah. Comes out?
2: yeah, I mean, it, you touched on a lot of things that are really true for, for my experience. Of, when I got into to online news, uh, digital news, it was. It was in a moment about 10 years ago when all of these platforms were all competing for each other. They were all trying to have uh, mm. some sort of video presence, but they also didn't really know what the behaviors or the interests of their audience were. And so it was all about how can you get someone to, 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 to click on your video or read your article. And so that, I feel like that trust part that you're talking about, like, uh, I think it comes down to sometimes the sensational headlines of a story, uh, to get you to click where a magazine was a different beast. You 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 have already purchased the magazine. The magazine is in hand. The the goal of that headline uh, is to get you to stop for a second to just to, to, to maybe read a little bit further than that headline. But on, on digital, we're talking you have you have a fraction of a second as your finger is scrolling through a, a news feed. And so what's the headline that can grab you? And so yeah, sometimes that that grabby headline you'll read the article and you'll say, hey, that's not that Either there wasn't much truth to that, or you really, you really spun that story to try to get me to stop. So I feel like that, that definitely hasn't helped um, anybody's level of trust in, in either the government or or, or media.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Me and my wife were just watching a, a horror show on one of the streaming channels, and um, they were. It was fictional account, of course, but they they drew some some reality bits and pieces from, uh, government and, and, and news history and whatnot. And, yeah, uh, you, you know, they were talking about Richard Nixon and, uh, my wife 15 years younger than me. And she, you know, she's grown up in a world where she didn't trust anybody, <laughs> you know, that's just politicians lie, big surprise, you know? And I'm like, you have to understand here before that, a lot of people really, uh, We're surprised when Watergate happened and and all of this and that. And the news journalists were the ones who, um, you know, slayed that dragon. Uh, It wasn't for them that this nonsense would have carried on. Um, So it's it's crazy. It's crazy. That's that's interesting. That's interesting, your background, you know. Fascinating. I mean, what's also interesting about about, you mentioned Richard Nixon and, and, and
2: things like Watergate when you look at those psychological thrillers that were coming out in the in the 70s and 80s, it's not a coincidence that those political thrillers followed Waterfall. I think, uh, right. And I think, and that that was definitely something I was aware of in making Dashcam was those uh, senses that we that we had in 19 um, and, and like the 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 early 70s um like those th- we're still we're feeling that now like uh, that's um that that level of 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 distrust and questions um that yeah it it feels very much uh like we we're really doing a throwback to to that era and so i figured uh want to make a movie that also throws back to to uh to some of my favorite movies that that, that were made then <laughs>
1: exactly and that's probably why I love it so much because I, I love those films as well I, I love that whole era um, uh, Serpco uh, y- you know I believe that's the one I'm thinking of yeah he left a videotape on the, the uh, courth- or the uh, city hall uh, stuff and everything. Um, you know all of that you know uh, just fantastic um, one of the things that you know, is scary, is, uh, you know, and, and I love that you really showed this in the film with the ease with this. And I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to, I want people to watch this film because I think it's a very important film. Um, and it, it's a great film. Uh, but you show how things can be edited, how things can be spun in a different way, maybe, you know, uh, and, and in filmmaking, people do that all the time. They're like, "Oh, we want to, you know, watch the movie 7 You're like, "Man, somebody really liked the uh, yellow filter. And it's nauseating." Well, the story's nauseating. You know, there's a reason for that. Um, you know, and it's it's very cool how you you put to the technology that he was using and, and the circumstances to really give multiple points of view, which I thought was very cool. You know, just very. This is a film people are going to talk about in film school, I think.
2: Oh yeah, I, mean, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, one of the th- the things that that we were aware of in in the creating of the film, one of the main themes is that um, sometimes our expectations of reality can cloud our sense of reality, and mm. uh, that's something we, we we try to pepper throughout. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those things for for. Like Even the audience watching this movie, like you're, like certain facts are laid out in a certain order. So when an event happens, you think, well, I, I, I think I know what that, that event means because of the context earlier. But like similar to Jake, um, like there's, there's a moment where he's about to join a Halloween party, and he, he has a certain thought about the people that he's about to be attending this virtual party with. And so he, he misjudges what their costumes are based on his expectation of them. Like the right. reality is, their costumes were completely different than he thought they were. Um, but he, but his right. expectations got in the way. And so as he's putting these, these as he gets this evidence that he's not supposed to have, um, and he's, uh, he's he's editing it together in a, together in a certain way. There's really an argument to is is are his expectations of this moment clouding his view of it? And then he speaks to to, to, to his girlfriend later on film again trying to spoil anything but he he speaks to his girlfriend later in the film and she comes at the story in reverse and is able to have a completely different opinion about what he thinks he's stumbled upon because our expectations of it um, make us sometimes untrustworthy
1: narrators and now folks a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors stay tuned we'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages
0: Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com, that's www.loveshackapothecary.com, as well as online on Instagram and Facebook, links are in our website. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Hey there! My name is Paige Beatty, and I am the founder of Hats On and Hats Off, which are two separate companies but aligned by the same philosophy of raising cancer awareness and forming smiles. Hats On is a for-profit corporation that sells cancer-specific hats to be proudly worn by you in hopes of raising awareness. A percentage of the proceeds will be donated to Hats Off, which is a non-profit corporation raising money to buy wigs for cancer patients who can't afford them. That's where we're forming smiles. I believe cancer has touched almost everyone's lives in one way or another. A friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. So please visit our website www.hatsonhatsoff.com to learn how you can help raise awareness and form smiles. Rux Gear, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us.
1: No, and it's very true. It's very true. And I think, you know, in the last year and a half, couple of years, really probably longer, um, we've all been frustrated with uh, friends and relatives who maybe um, see things, uh, you know, news stories or, you know, situations and whatnot in a different way than we do. And we're like, what is that person just smoking crap? Are you kidding me? How can you not, you know, and if you, st- you're absolutely right. If you step back, different perspectives to things doesn't mean necessarily yeah. one's right or one's wrong. And it's, you know, you, you have to think, you have to remember that. And sometimes that's hard. <laughs> sometimes that's real hard. <laughs> um, yeah. but this is a great film. This this is a fantastic film. Um, it's out now. Now it, it was interesting. I saw that um, on the dis- distribution side of it, you're working with Kamikaze, Dogfight, and, um, I can't remember now. Where's my show notes?
2: I haven't it's probably seen. Gravitas Ventures.
1: Yeah, Gravitas Ventures, yeah. Um, that's kind of cool that they – no, did, had they partnered up and contacted you on this? Or how did all that – I'm always curious when I see a partnership like that Yeah, so, per so project. I
2: had uh, – earlier in the pandemic, I had made a short film called Unsubscribe that um, the actor that plays Jake in Dashcam, he and I, we produced this short film um, really at the, at the very start of lockdown when movie theaters were all closed because we had a sneaky idea. We thought that if we put our zero-budget horror film that we shot entirely over Zoom, if we put it on, and if we paid a movie theater to play it and bought out the seats for five showings, we would have the number one movie in America because every other movie theater was closed. And it was an absurd story that was that worked, and we it was <laughs> the front page of every entertainment um, uh, newspaper and magazine. The story went viral. It was, it was really seriously. It was, I think we counted. It was like 16 languages, 120 different countries, and a thousand plus different uh, outlets all wow. covering the story. And so, um, a film producer named Andrew Van Houten, who uh, is is the one of the founders of dog dogfight reached out to me and said, "I'm working with with Gravitas on a few films. We think mm. that you could make a feature film version of Unsubscribe." And I said to them that I wasn't really interested in that because we really we made Unsubscribe for that stuff. It, it was not a movie that right. we, that we really had but cinematic inspirations for. It. Um, And so I had just said to him, how about, how about this other idea that's been rolling around in my head? And so I kind of cold pitched him dash cam. We then got on a phone call with, uh, with one of the heads of Gravitoff. I I, I gave a similar pitch and then they kind of greenlit it literally on the phone. Um, So it went from being just an idea in my head to a greenlit concept uh, over the course of maybe an hour. And uh, yeah, it was, and it, but even then, we're, we're talking really early days of the pandemic. Like, this is maybe June 2020. And um, so then we had to figure out how do we make a movie uh, as safe as possible. Like, we want to make sure that we're, we're considering the, the safety of, of, of our crew and our actors. Mm-hmm. Um, but also a movie that we're able to get off the ground. Because at that point, SAG wasn't really allowing actors to be on, on shoots. Uh, New York City, right, where we right. shot the film, they, they weren't giving permits. So, we had to figure out a lot of that. And that's, I would say, a lot of the reasons, a lot of the creative decisions that went into the story of Dash Cam were really born out of the limitations that we had around making it. And so, we were always having conversations of how do we make the limitations the strengths of this story. And so, that's why Jake is for 90% of the story in his apartment, in his studio apartment. And that's why everyone he interacts with is over Zoom. Because we could never be in the, in the space of those actors, um, we also had to had to come up with a way of filming that we could have a crew of literally three people um, and, and and set things up so that it always looked stylized and highly produced but was able to be made at, at with a very moderate budget and um, and again really prioritizing the safety of everyone involved
1: well it's brilliant it's brilliant and you know, there's. I've seen a couple films that were made during the pandemic, and hey, my head goes off. You know, um, I'll tell you, by about month, uh, you know, one month, one point five months into the thing, uh, locked down here in South Florida, we ran out of things to watch on, uh, you know, interesting things at least on uh, the, the streaming sites and whatnot. <laughs> you know, we're like, oh, we're, I hope somebody can make something soon. Um, yeah, we need it, and I think the streaming sites were saying that. You know. Uh, yeah. And no, we
2: actually made this movie was done a year ago. We were trying to get it out, but, like out, but it was, oh, really? there was it was it was so much uncertainty around what theaters were doing because we, 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 oh, yeah. we had we had we making this we we had theatrical atri- uh, aspirations, um, but it was really trying to get a sense of what what's the timing of of when do we release this? But yeah, it was you're right. There, there was a real moment. Nobody of knew people wanting to consume new content, but there was no way to create
1: that content. Absolutely absolutely. Well in the things the things that I've seen, they were good. they were good. They weren't as stylized as yours. Yours did not look I didn't get the vibe from it um, if this makes sense you know to you or our listeners or whatnot. I didn't when I watched this I didn't get the vibe. well we have like you were saying, well we, we have to do this because it's the only way we can do this right now. So we have to um, focus on this or do these shots or whatnot. I generally got a a you know if Hitchcock were around today that's how he would have done it you know I mean it was it was done very well just just super cool and it fit it fit and I think the isolation um, aspect of the lockdown and whatnot played perfectly uh, I I don't know you know I. Eric Tabosh, I, I believe is how you pronounce his name is uh, fantastic, fantastic yeah. actor and whatnot. Um, I don't know if he drew upon that, you know, like hey, I'm stuck at home and you know I'm going nuts a little bit like the rest of us, um, or if you know he just used that as a vehicle. Uh, but it worked. It worked really well, I thought. So yeah, I appreciate cool that. Stuff, man. Man.
2: One of the ways I've been describing this is that we weren't trying to make a pandemic movie, but we were but we were aware that we were trying to make a pandemic adjacent film. We wanted to have a story mm. that could still be enjoyed a few years from now and it not feel like you're watching a period piece. But we also wanted to right. play on the sense of isolation that we were feeling, confusion, uh, trust in media and government, and and, and really addressing some of the, the horrific uh, Evidences of of police brutality that we're seeing on on video. Mm. So, should we make a story that touched on all of those pieces, but not make it feel like you're watching a movie that was shot in August 2020 and
1: only could be consumed in August 2020. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, us
2: This is a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions
1: L B I O N dot com, Michelle dot com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. Hey, wow, well, exactly. And it, it, I think it, it, it hit on, it fired on all the cylinders. I, like I said, really enjoyed this film. And it, it really hearkened to me back to, it didn't seem dated by any means at all. But I got that same. Uh, sense of dreads of, of, I don't know, sense of dread, so what you want to say, but that, that same um, uh, conflict that was happening in the 70s and whatnot, um, you know, uh, news-wise. Or it, it was just very, very, very cool and done. Um, so my hat goes off, sir. My hat goes off. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, no. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh,
2: it was you a, made a movie. small feat to get a movie up uh, in, in those circumstances, but yeah, we're, we're we're really we're really proud of it and, and excited to, to finally share it with people.
1: Let me ask you this now on the uh, on the business side of it, um, coming off, and that's a so awesome. the whole uh, uh, you know the viral uh, unsubscribe unsu- uh, or I'm sorry um, oh, unsubscribe. we yeah. unsubscribe. And, um, now you'd mentioned you guys have done this for like zero budget. Um, that'll make a producer, you know, look across the room, um, send a drink your way. Uh, did you, <laughs> yeah. was it hard getting investors and whatnot or, or producers for this film as well? Um, with that, you know, track record, they're like, oh, well, look what he did with nothing, uh, Imagine if we send them, you know, a hundred dollars. Now we'll have a masterpiece.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it, it definitely didn't. It definitely didn't inspire uh, banks to start calling. But uh, it, right. I think it was enough to, especially like you were mentioning before, like we were in a moment where people could not get something off the ground. And I think that hmm. the producers that that approached me recognized that, as as small and contained as it might be, I had the ability. To, to create something when, when bigger operations were really struggling. We were, we were able to, oh, yeah. to get scrappy and skirt around rules. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, we, we, were, we were fortunate to find the partners that we did. Um, I, I, don't, I, I don't think uh, that we'd be able to make a movie for that, for the budget we made, this one, um, under any circumstances outside of the pandemic. Um, But, uh, yeah, it it, it made this one easier, and and that's always the goal. The the next one will be easier still.
1: Well, you know, Christian, there's a whole group of uh, people, um, you know, hundreds of thousands, probably millions of people that, uh, you know, they they stay awake at night dreaming of of how to make something go viral and whatnot. And the cool thing was is you saw it, you saw the opportunity, and you said, yeah, I got an idea, (laughs) and it worked. I love it. Yeah, I mean no. it was, really, I I mean, love it was it.
2: just being. It was really sitting in the right place at the right time. Like we we were on a, one of the CBS morning shows, and uh, they had commented, <laughs> "Why true. hadn't they thought of this?" And that was kind of the thing. Mm-hmm. Anybody could have thought about it in that moment. It was just that that me and my and my co producer Eric Tabak had we were just looking at box office numbers, and we just saw like, "Wow, when was the last time the box office totals were nineteen thousand dollars?" And then I was like, wait, I used to work at a movie theater that when you sold it out, you would, stick, you, you, you would be able to, to, to get about six to seven grand per showing. Mm. So what if we just bought out a few showings, and because we, we rented the theater, the money essentially just funnels from one pocket into the other pocket. All we really spent was taxes. Um, and so, yeah, it was just a creative idea in the right moment.
1: That's awesome. That is fantastic. Now, I I know, um, you know, uh, film people, uh, the gears are always turning, but they can't always talk about it because, you know, uh, T's have to be crossed and eyes dotted and whatnot. This is such a fantastic film. I want to, I'm curious on what the next project is. Are you at a point where you can, where you have stuff in the hopper already? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always thinking about uh, other projects. There, there
2: was one film that I had fully put together. We had raised the money. It was like a, we had raised a 1.3 million dollar budget, which is a, a lot, but still a, a, yeah, money, that's a, a great. money. film budget. Um, and we had a great cast of actors from both TV and film, um, fully lined up, and we, it just fell apart when the pandemic happened. Um, mm. So that that project is still um, is still on the back burner. But I'm also thinking if if this is – if if production is going to be impacted by all these COVID precautions for a while, which it seems like they might be, um, then, oh, yeah. yes, there's, there, there are other projects that, I, that I'm hoping to move forward with later this year. Oh, not, not this year, but uh, in 2022. And, uh, yeah, and I, I also – psychological thriller was actually – this is the first time i played in this case, and I had a lot of fun with it. And uh, I'm also developing a, a television series um, within the same really? genre. But at, at this point, it is, it is me just doing it on spec, trying to find uh, people that are interested. Um, but but hopefully this that. film uh, gets a little bit of attention and, uh, and allows those
1: doors to open. I, I love it. I love that I the concept, everything about it. I am a big psychological thriller fan. I have friends of mine that are – Strap horror fans, you know, they, they want to see a, an exploding spleen. And there's nothing wrong with that. Good for that, You know what I mean? Um, I like a good horror film once in a while. Uh, but really, to me, um, you know, the, the most evil person is, is the psychological, you know, man, you know. <laughs> to me, I'm just saying. It's, uh, yeah. But it's, it's cool to see that, um, y- you know, uh, people are making these you know, and, and, and doing it well and whatnot. Um, Very, very cool, man. Well, congratulations. And I'm sure, you know, Hey, you know, speaking of COVID too, and you're in New York, man, it was all I know about it. I wasn't in New York. I didn't travel there at all. uh, Have, you know, since the pandemic. um, But it seemed on the news at least that it was pretty hardcore, you know? Um, I hope you and your, your, your tribe, your, your people are okay and whatnot. Um, it it had to be crazy though, you know Where, yeah, the city shut yeah.
2: yeah, definitely an insane time. Uh, can't say we got through it unscathed, but uh, yeah, I mean for for me personally, when like I I got COVID before. Oh no, really? We, we, before we even really even knew the symptoms of it, I was uh, like on the first wave in the, the very first wave. But yeah, like when I, I was in the production, I was, I was doing a documentary production. Um, for the news outlet that I worked for in Amsterdam in, uh, oh, wow. Fe- in February, and then we, uh, we were flown home in early March because of everything that was going on. And uh, as soon as I got back, uh, I got sick as well as my entire team that we were filming with. So uh, whether it happened in, in, in Europe or in, uh, in New York, I don't know. but yeah it was a scary time. I remember like, I remember losing my sense of, of smell and taste. And it was, and we oh, had wow. yet to hear that those were symptoms. And so like, for me, <laughs> I, I it, it, it felt like, is this a permanent thing? Like what is going on to my, like, it was, yeah, it was really scary. And it, was, it, it wasn't until I got <laughs> over COVID that that became announced as a symptom. So it was, yeah, I, I got a oh, very, wow. very, very early
1: on. And it's since return, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. yeah is the pace it's, it's and whatnot? Cool. Oh, all oh, of oh, oh, yes,
2: yes, that, that, that returned promptly, uh, fortunately. But uh, yeah, it's it's it was definitely a crazy time, and uh, you know New York is still impacted by it. You you, you can't oh, walk yeah. down the street without seeing signs of it everywhere. Uh, your your favorite restaurants, like they, unfortunately, are closed, and it's uh, spots that you used to, to go and hang out with friends. Like they're they're if they're open, they're really just a a ghost of what they were previously. Um, I do think it'll come back. I think that uh, that New York is a resilient city and and, uh, we are resilient people. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, it's it's hard to ignore um, the impact of it.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. My sister-in-law had a baby. We had kind of gotten, we we hadn't gotten through it. I don't want to say that. That sounds very cavalier, but it had been, And even where I'm at, Broward County, Florida, the Studio 54 of Stupidity and COVID, um, apparently, uh, everybody had kind of like, yeah, 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 we're all washing our hands. We're wearing a mask. We get it, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then my my sister-in-law had the baby, and um, then we had a new little baby in the family, you know. So everybody was just amped up on uh, concern. And whatnot, you know, who were, yeah, we're suddenly taking very seriously who were being around and whatnot. And uh, it, it, it's, it's crazy. I never saw it coming. I, I was very cavalier about it at the beginning. Um, I was like, you know, because it's always, this stuff always happens somewhere else that you that's far away. And you're like, ah, you know, yeah, it's going to suck to be in Indonesia, uh, but don't get it figured out. And all of a sudden it was heat. yeah it's one <laughs> thing. I'm like whoa if we saw a
2: movie about this if we saw a movie about what we were experiencing and that movie came out two years ago no one would have believed that it was a possible thing People would have written that movie off as of being unrealistic and uh, right. and, uh overly dramatic um, but no you're right it was uh I mean we're still learning we're still learning
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, been, uh, congratulations on the film. It's out now. People can uh, watch this. It's on uh, streaming. It it drops. Um How cool is that, man? You got a film out. Fantastic. Yeah, and I'd say anybody that watches it,
2: leave us a comment on uh, on, on on Letterboxd, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes. Let, let us know what you think of it because uh, that's how. I thought these smaller movies make waves. So uh, I, would, I would say anybody that, that, that's out there that enjoys the film, uh, let people know. And if you didn't enjoy the film,
1: keep that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and, folks, you don't have to write a doctoral thesis on this, but a couple of sentences, you know. It really helps with the algorithm, you know. And like and share. We have links up uh, also on our show page um, to, uh, well, Christian uh, Nielsen, or Nielsen, uh, dot com. There's a hyphen in there, folks, um, and all of his uh, social media as well and the IMDB for the film. Um, very, very cool. And as always, if you dig something, an indie band, an indie film, you know, the, the person who makes the best cupcakes in town, um, like and share their social media. Help get the word out. Chances are your friends are going to dig whatever you did because, you know, your friends, similar interests and whatnot. Um, but that does help with the algorithm a lot. Um, I can't say that enough. And it's just, that's the world we live in, man. Christian, it's, it's very Good. cool, man. You're kicking ass taking names. I love it. I love it. And uh, you're doing it well. Yeah, man. I can't wait to see more. Keep making these films, you know? Oh, yes. If, if, if you guys keep watching them, I will keep them. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Chris, um, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be on the show. I really appreciate it. You brock and um, you know, just cool turned up to ten, man. Very, very, very cool film. I appreciate, your time. I
2: appreciate you giving it a watch.
1: Oh yeah, always, man. Always. I. This was an easy one to watch because it just drew me in, man. I was uh, there was no pausing, there was no breaks. <laughs> Had to keep watching and yeah. see what happened. And, and you know, I, again, I don't want to give anything away or whatnot, but I liked the multiple points of view. I thought that was just done very well, you know. I dug it. It's not often you. you see a piece of uh, film that does that well, you know. Very cool. Well, folks, this episode, um, that's going to wrap it up for us. This episode, of course, will be converted to a podcast uh, where all those links follow. If you're listening to the uh, this podcast in the future on Spotify or something, hey, hello from the past. But you can click on any of those links that follow the uh, – and it will get you right there to, you know, wherever you're going. Very, very cool. As I said, we will convert this. We're going to put it out on all the various social media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. We're on like 450 of them. I know that's crazy. I didn't even know there were that many, but apparently there are, and we're on all of them. So very, very cool. Check it out. Watch the film tonight, man. I'm telling you, you can watch this. It's out there on streaming, and uh, it's just fantastic. I really, really enjoyed this one, Um, and we will see you. uh, We're back tomorrow, and we've got a uh, very cool um, indie rock band on called Wild Giants. It's got a new new EP out, and we're going to talk about that. Tune in tomorrow afternoon for that, and we will see you then. Thank you, Christian. Once again, you rock, man. Thank you. Thank you. See you next time, everybody. This has been Pop Art Painter
0: Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Anna Olli, Pop Rocks Radio Estas escuchando Jamie Rocks De Pop Rocks Radio Manténganse al tanto
1: Hej, det här är Hicks från uh, Sverige Och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio Med Jamie Rocks Blog Talk Radio